were here last week, I was teaching about uh, thinking about what you're thinking about. And I was planning to actually continue those thoughts today. But uh, we have breaking news this morning. You don't understand breaking news. Okay, sometimes if you watch this TV channel called CNN, they have breaking news, which is something that's happening right now, and it interrupts all other news broadcasts. So we have breaking news, but we're not CNN. We're the Church of Jesus Christ. We're connected to the head, and God speaks. And when God speaks, our job is not to... to uh, with whatever is on his heart, whatever is on his mind, we bring the breaking news. So I'm not continuing the series, but I just want to share this word that the Lord put on my heart. And I uh, was sharing it with our prayer and fasting. By the way, I forgot to mention, there was uh, a word that uh, I received, uh, and I shared it last week. I was at a youth conference in the Zasat Church last week. And um, they had given me a, a message, a title to work with uh, called the flood, flooding God, the systems with God's righteousness, flooding the systems with God's spirit. And I began preparing along those lines. And while I was preparing, the Holy Spirit started ministering to me and I started to feel uh, leaning in certain directions. So I shared the message last week uh, there and then I shared it again this morning and then I'm going to share it again today and the reason I'm sharing it again is because sometimes if it's the same news um, you have to stay there until we move on and I feel that sometimes repeating the same message it actually um, it's, a, it's a matter of timing uh, there's a story of Jonathan Edwards the American uh, revivalist from the 18th century and the story goes that he preached his message sinners in the hands of an angry God at his home church in a town called Northampton and nothing happened it was a normal service nothing really extraordinary he took the same message to a town called Ainsfield Connecticut on July 8 1741 and something happened while he was preaching he actually never finished his message because people began crying and repenting and asking for how to be saved. He couldn't finish his message because the Spirit of God moved in such a powerful way. And that was one of the key events that shaped what was called the Great Awakening in America. Now the thing that I found interesting, he preached the same message here and nothing happened. And he didn't change the message, same message just over here, which tells me that messages is more than messages. It's about timing. It's about feeling what God's spirit is doing, what God is setting up. It's kind of like, you know, walking in the spirit is like, it's like uh, catching a wave if you're familiar with surfing. But the idea is that waves come and go. And if you want to surf, you might watch this on TV or just check it out on YouTube. You don't just get up and stand on your board at any time. You wait for the the wave and you stand up with the wave and that's what carries you that's kind of what the breaking news this morning there's a wave that's coming i feel that the god is on an assignment and there's something about to shift and we're going to flow with the spirit of god amen? amen like i said the title that was given me there was about the flood and i was uh, preparing and and, and uh, the announcement that i want to make today the breaking news is that there is a flood coming yes. prepare church for the flood this flood will be unlike the flood perhaps that we've known before. It is a flood that is different in nature because it's hitting things completely and not partially. When God visits a people, when God visits earth, when the time is ripe for God to do something of significant in the earth, it is more than, ooh, we had such a blessed service. Because God did not just create the church, God created the whole earth. 
the fullness thereof belongs to him. He is God of both heaven and earth. So when he visits earth, it's a little bit more than, ooh, a blessed conference, a blessed service. The Holy Spirit touched me. I am so blessed. No, when God visits earth, when it's time for God, it's more than a touch. It's a complete flooding of not just church, but everything. Amen. And I want to announce prophetically today that it's time for a flood. Uh, and when I say flood, let me be specific. Um, and you're going to work with me. Uh, when I'm talking about a flood, I'm not just talking about a touch. I am talking about currency. Finance. Money. Now, some of you said amen, some of you not, because everybody gets nervous when it comes to money. You think I'm going to take another offering, and we're going to run out of here. Hmm? But if, I, if you just allow me to explain something, that everything runs on finance. Um, a flood is created when water becomes abundant in the river, and the current gets so full that the water bursts the banks of the river and the town or the area becomes completely saturated with the water. And in many times, it completely annihilates or reconstructs the very image and structure of the town. That's what happens when floods hit. There's towns even in this country, every rainy season, that get flooded. Dredoa, for example. There's a river that runs through the middle of Dredoa town. If you go there in the off season, it's actually nothing but sand. But when the rains hit, the, actually people, people lose their homes, sometimes even their lives at that same river. You think they would learn. That same river because it swells so much when it's time for a flood. Okay? Now this is the thing that I realized. Another, see, it, it, it's a heavy current that flows that causes flood to come. Amen? Another word for, for money is currency. Same root word as the word current. And just like the flood, when the current is heavy, everything is submitted to the current. In the same way, when the currency is heavy, it has a power and it controls everything in the way of that currency. I'm going somewhere. You may not realize it now, but we are all discipled. Not by the best ideas, but the but, but the currency, the ones who have the currency, they disciple the rest of us. The ones who have currency are the ones who shape policy, they shape the agenda, they shape education. It's not because they're so strong, it's because they have a strong currency. And the rest of us, we are caught up in that current and we are flooded over with whatever agenda. If the current is flowing this way, even if you want to go that way, it's too bad for you. You're going to face this way and go backwards because the current is so strong. So there's whoever has the currency disciples the nations. The rest of us are like cattle that's herded. You know how cattle, when they go to Kera to be slaughtered? They have no idea what's waiting for them, but somebody does. And they just faithfully go, yeah. You know? That's just the picture of all of us. We don't know where we're going. We don't know what's waiting for us, but yeah. We don't have the currency, so we are reduced to yeah. Revival does not, is not complete until... We not only have a powerful message and a powerful agenda, but when the currency that was in the hands of the, of the, of the unrighteous 
transfer to the hands of the righteous so that the agenda of God, the kingdom of God, the heart of God, the discipleship of God becomes standard not just for us but for everybody. It's not a matter of preaching better. It's a matter of currency. All right. That's why when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, they did not just come out. The Bible says they went first to the Egyptians and plundered the Egyptians. They took the gold. They took the silver. They took the clothes. They took the precious everything. And they, they, the Bible says they plundered the Egyptians. And they went off with their bank accounts loaded. Tell your neighbor loaded. And they went to the wilderness. But what they did with that currency is that they built the tabernacle of God in the wilderness. Meaning that the, the, the agenda for 400 years for the children of Israel was an agenda of slavery. The only reason it was a system of slavery was because the currency was held by the agenda of slavery. When they came out of Egypt, they took the currency and they took the same currency and built a new agenda. The dwelling place of God. Tabernacle means dwelling place. God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. That God's house would be with man and through that all nations would be discipled according to the kingdom of God's justice and right. Are you following what I'm saying? See, when true visitation happens, when the whole system comes under, that's how God visits his people. You know what God told Moses when he was calling Moses? He met him in the burning bush. Remember the story. At least you've seen the movie. He told Moses, Moses, I have heard the cries of my people. I have remembered the covenant that I made with their fathers. And I have come down. See, when God comes down. And what did he do when he came down? He didn't just bless them. He Blessed them to the point that they took the currency and built the dwelling place of God. God comes down. Are you following what I'm saying? In fact, if you study scripture, you will find that every time God is serious about visiting his people, it will involve a transfer of the currencies and it will involve the building of his house. It's a pattern. It's not a story. It's a pattern. It's how God moves. Somebody help me and say amen. All right. If you remember, after they possessed their promised land, the children of Israel, they sinned against God. They forgot God. And God raised up an enemy, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. And Nebuchadnezzar came to Jerusalem, burned the city, burned the temple, killed everybody. And the survivors, they were taken to Babylon as plunder of war. They were slaves in Babylon. And among those captives was Jeremiah, who went halfway to Babylon. And the favor of God, he went back home. When he came back home, he saw disaster and wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. That's another story. Lamentations. It's another story. But Jeremiah, in the midst of this chaos, he stood up and said, Jeremiah 29.10. After 70 years, God says, this slavery, this bondage will last for 70 years. But after 70 years, God says, I will visit you. God says, I will visit you. It's the same language like God used with Moses. I will come down. So how did God come down? Well, God did not come down with a revival service, with the evangelists coming and stirring up the crowds, calling people. I mean, that's, that's a blessing. Don't get me wrong. All right. But the visitation of God was marked almost in the exact same method that was used when the children of Israel came out of Egypt. Because what happened in the first year of King Cyrus. King Cyrus, the Bible says, God moved on the king's heart. So that he got concerned for the temple of God in Jerusalem. And he issued a decree. 
And he says, any Jew that is in, living within my realm, who God puts it on his heart to go back, go back to Jerusalem and rebuild the temple of God. And all of the resources and the funding and the monies that are needed, the currency that's needed for that building, it's going to come from the king's treasury. Anybody who's going to be involved with the priestly ministry and with the building project, take the finance from the king's treasury and pray for the king and his sons. Currency. I know you're not saying amen. Because what I'm preaching is perhaps something on a level that we've not seen before. I mean, we've seen blessing and testimony and hallelujah. I didn't have work. I have work. Um, I, I really needed bus fare and God provided transport. I remember some of Saleh's testimonies. When, I'm always picking on Saleh, but Saleh used to get on the bus with no money, just faith. And God would provide, you know, he has amazing stories like money under the seat where the bus driver gives him favor. I mean, those are testimonies, but that's not visitation. We all know those testimonies. That's what makes up our Sunday testimony service. I have a testimony. Last week you prayed. I didn't have a job. I have a job. Praise God. Okay, hallelujah. But, but that is a powerful testimony. But when we're dealing with our God and God's heart, not just for us, but for his whole creation. Uh, God whom the earth belongs to and the fullness thereof. God who the cattle on a thousand hills are his. We can't have limited thinking as it pertains to uh, our ability of God or his purposes in the earth. Thank God for your testimony. But imagine if, if we have testimony in Egypt with Pharaoh still ruling. Testimony service. Uh, I was working today. They were beating me while I was doing my shift. I prayed to God. They stopped beating me and I'm alive. Hallelujah. All right, are you following? That's kind of what, what we're saying. Real revival, real visitation begins when Pharaoh is removed from his place, where the currency is shifted from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of God. Up until now, we have known church in Egypt. Up until now, we have known church in Babylon. We have not known thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because our God is the king of kings and he is the Lord of lords. He's not just the king of the church. He's not just the king of our little ministry here. He is the king of the whole world. He is creator, progenitor, source of everything that is. Therefore, we as his children, we have stepped into another class. We need to get a little bit greedy now for what really belongs to us. The Bible says that when God saw the children of Israel, he was very frustrated with them. But then he found two people, Caleb and Joshua. And God said, I didn't say, God says, I like Caleb and Joshua, because Caleb particularly, he follows me with a different spirit. So what was that different spirit? What's the different spirit? Is it like a different kind of tongues? You know, everyone preaches, sings hallelujah, and Caleb says, that's not a different spirit. If you look at the life of Caleb, he was stuck on the mountain that God had promised him. He said, God, you promised me a mountain. I want my mountain. I want my mountain. How are you doing today, Caleb? Leave me alone. I'm after my mountain. Yeah. Mountain. Caleb, dinner is ready. Shut up. 
My mountain, my mountain. I want my mountain. God promised me a mountain. He was promised at 40, at 45. My mountain, my mountain, my mountain. At 50, my mountain. Where is this mountain? God promised me. 70 years old. My mountain is around here somewhere. And it's amazing because the older he got, most people, when they get older, they get older. But as Caleb, he hit 85 and he says, I have the strength of a 40-year-old and I still want my mountain. Has anybody seen my mountain? I am after my mountain. God made a promise and that faith made, caused him to have a different spirit. That different spirit actually had an effect on his physical body. And he got his mountain. Hallelujah. Now, this is, what, this is what I'm proposing to you today. We can be normal Christians if you want. That's fine with me. But it's not fine with God. You can keep paying your tithes, showing up. That's, that's, I mean, we get paid. We'll be fine. But God did not bring you here to keep the pastor in the pulpit. God came for you, brought you here to have a spirit that is different. So that the mountain God promised you would be yours. Now, this is the thing that I want to challenge you with. This is perhaps a message that you've never heard before. And to be honest, this is a message I've never preached before. Uh, because, you know, when the Spirit of God speaks, He does not regurgitate. He preaches what eye has not seen and ear has not heard. That's why I said this is breaking news and this is a prophetic message. Okay? Are you ready? Some of you are nervous because you're locked in a good... See, some of us, the challenge for some of us is that we've been very successful in Egypt. And you've been made a supervisor in Egypt and you're planning for your retirement. You've been promoted in Babylon and you're looking good in your new car. Don't bother my blessing. I just testified in church. Hallelujah. My new car, leave me alone. But please, please just go with me somewhere if you would. Caleb was not looking for a new car. He was after something much more. He wanted the mountain that God had promised him. Now let me just up the ante a little bit today. Because see, Caleb came out of Egypt on the blood of a lamb. The lamb's blood on the doorpost opened the door so that they came out of Egypt with a mighty hand. God says, I brought you out with a mighty hand. With that lamb's blood, they entered the promised land. And with the promised land, Caleb saw his mountain. We thank God for that. But we are New Testament, New Covenant believers. We did not come out with lamb's blood. We came out with the blood of the lamb. The blood of the precious son of God. Hmm. So I just want us to do some spiritual quantum dynamic physics. If the lamb's blood pulled Caleb out and caused him to have such a faith to take the mountain, what would the blood of Christ do for our faith and what is it that we are to possess? See, most of us, even myself, we grew up to be good Christians, good behaving Christians, principles of how to live and whatever, whatever. And those are good. But we have not preached currency yet. Um, if Caleb took the mountain, let me just explain something that I found to be very interested. In Psalm chapter 2 and verse 7, the Bible says, uh, see, yeah, the Bible says Psalm 2, 7, I declare the decree of the Lord. Today, you, the, this is what the Lord says, today you have become my son and I have become your father. Ask of me, 
And I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. Don't look at me with that tone of voice. That's what it says. So first, before talking about the breadth of what's ours, it first talks about who we have become now. Father, I am your father. God speaking, the decree of the Lord. I am father, you are son. Now, ask of me. Because the earth is the Lord's. Our father owns everything. Don't be deceived. Our father owns everything. That means we are his children. Okay, let me make it simple. Uh, I am the son of Abba. I used to have access to everything that was his until he gave it. There was a house here that Abba belonged, belonged to Abba. And because that house was his, it was also mine. Because it's not yours, it's mine. Because I am a son and you are not. <laughs> and that remained to be the case until Abba gave the house for other purposes. Without consulting me. But because of my access to Abba, see, if I did not have relationship with Abba, that house is his and his alone. But now that I am his son, I can go and say, Abba, how about that house? And he says, son, what's mine is yours. Not anymore. We'll talk about that later. But understand what God has done is he's brought us to the level of sons and daughters. Meaning that they relate. he didn't say, I'll give you the nations and all this. He says, first, you are my son. At the decree of the Lord, I have become your father. Now ask of me, and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. Praise the Lord. And see, this is what it's talking about. What it comes down to is currency. See, we have an amazing vision, a right vision, a vision that can help Africa. Nothing wrong with the vision. What's wrong with us is our currency. Let me make it, make it clear. Uh, some of you are getting nervous, this prosperity gospel jazz. I'm also concerned with you. I mean, I believe the Bible says that, you know, God delights in the prosperity of his children. I'm not so much, I, I like the prosperity business, but I've seen that if we're not careful, we can use the prosperity message to actually cover our greed. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's what actually the, the problem, because it becomes personal. All right? We prosper not for personal gain, not for greater bling, not to look sharper on Sunday. We prosper so that our agenda gets the currency that it needs, so that God's righteousness and God's justice will cover our land. That instead of tribalism, we will have unity. You see? That instead of corruption, which is involved with a lot of currency, we would have justice. Are you following what I'm saying? It's not for us. It's for our cause. It's for the vision of God. Now, just look at me. I haven't even gone to a scripture yet. Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20 and verse 24. This is the story when Paul came to, uh, the, to Ephesus. And he was about to leave. And he was bidding farewell to all of the, the believers there. And, and he was talking about some of the things that was about to face him. The Holy Spirit warned him, when you go to Jerusalem, there might be some trouble. So get ready. And when he heard that there might be trouble in Jerusalem, I like what he said here. Verse 20. 24, Paul says, however, I consider my life worth nothing to me. Hmm. If only I may finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. You all didn't see that. Um, Paul said, my priorities are like this. 
When it comes to the things of my life, eh, I care absolutely nothing. My life to me means nothing. My life only finds meaning and finds value in the fact that I can run the race that God has given me. The, gray, the, 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 the ministry that God has given me, the assignment to testify to the gospel of God's grace. So, so, so my life over here and my race that God has given me over here. When he weighed the two, eh, his life went to nothing. And God's assignment on his life went to everything. you. That's how value, that, that's how Paul valued his life. And I thought that was so powerful because we can't even start to talk about currency until we have valued our life as nothing and God's mission as everything. That we see ourselves and our lives only as a tool to fulfill what God has put us on this earth to achieve. The race that God has given me. The race that God has given us. That's everything. So the currency gives the, 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 the race fuel. The currency gives the race power. The currency gives the race dominion. Mm, hallelujah. For us, our value is not in our lives. Now, it's funny. As the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. That means that when we put his kingdom first, he will also give concern for our needs. But it's not us who looks for our needs. It's him that looks for our need. Faithful God. We make his agenda our priority. He will also make sure our needs are well met in Jesus' name. And we are testimony of that. And I believe that what we're stepping into now is where there's a shift in currency. Where we control not just our services, but we control the current. The flow and the direction of the flood. So that change can come, transformation that can come because of the flood. Flood is coming. Flood is coming. I said flood is coming. Praise the name of the Lord. When I was preparing for this message, the Lord reminded me of something, and I never saw it like this before, but it makes sense to me now. If some of you remember the testimony that brought us here. Me and my family, we were in the U.S. We were ministering. We had no intention or plans to go anywhere. Uh, youth ministers, uh, and together there with Sally. One season, I heard a lot of words, prophetic words from different people speaking about this land. And it was a bit confusing for me because these people who were speaking were not Ethiopian people. If you understand, Ethiopian people always speak about Ethiopia, prophesy about Ethiopia, and, uh, you know, Ethiopia, Tanur. All right? But this was Americans. Chuck Pierce was one of them. Cindy Jacobs. Dr. Cho from Korea. I mean, what business does Korea? Teresa Wairimu from Kenya. They start prophesying how God has something in store for Ethiopia. I mean, they were just very, I, I don't have time to say, but it was confusing for me because the Ethiopia they were talking about and the Ethiopia that I knew were two different places. Yeah. And I began to pray. And I remember one night I was praying and the Lord showed me something. I was reading the Bible, Amos 8.8 8, and Amos 9.5 while I was praying. And the Lord showed me Amos 8 verse 8. It talks about God's wrath being stirred up like the Nile River in Egypt. And the Nile rises and falls, the great Nile in Egypt. 
And, and the, the Bible I had, it was a study Bible. And in the footnotes, the footnotes, God spoke to me through the footnotes. God can speak through a donkey. God can speak through footnotes. All right. But the footnote says on, on Amos 8.8, 8, it says, Because of the heavy seasonal rains in Ethiopia, the Nile River rises and falls, sometimes as high as 25 feet and floods the whole plain in Egypt. And for me, that was just a word. I said, oh my goodness, rain, blessing, Egypt, the world. The world is about to be blessed through, Egypt, through the rain. And the, the rain equals blessing. Egypt equals world. I said, hallelujah, that's the answer I got. I called Abba and I said, Abba, I got it. Uh, what do you think? I'm, I think it's time to come. Abba said, no, it's not yet time. Stay where you are. I said, okay. But about two, three months later, I had a dream. And in my dream, I knew it was from God because I was speaking fluent Amarinya in my dream. Some of you understand my story. That's a testimony right there. But I was telling, I was preaching in a congregation in Ethiopia and I was telling them, now start to prophesy over the land and stretch your hands and start to prophesy. And everyone stretched their hands, start to prophesy. While they were prophesying over the land, I began to fly in my dream. Praise God. And I flew over the church and I flew over the land and I looked down and I saw the rivers. And when I saw the rivers, I saw the old women going to take water from the river, you know, with their tr traditional clothes. And while they went, they would bless the river. And then I woke up. And, and then I concluded, I called Abba, get Abba, this thing came twice. There's something about a river in Ethiopia. You see? And, and you remember the story, God spoke to Pharaoh two times. Once through fat cattle and skinny cattle, second time through uh, 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 seven bushels of wheat eating the other ones. You remember that story? About the famine that's coming and then the provision. And Joseph told Pharaoh, God has decided to speak to you in two dreams because the matter has been firmly decided by God. And I said, this river has come two times. The issue has been firmly decided by God. Finished. Blessings coming out of this place. The hands of begging is turning into hands of blessing righteousness and justice the blessing of God shall come and the whole world and, and we came and we started but it was just this week that I realized that when you talk about a river and blessing you're not talking about spiritual blessing you're also talking about currency we have had a good message with the currency of other people ruling over us we are coming into a season where God will shift and the flood will come not from that side this way but now the flood will come from this side that way I declare breaking news today. Flood is coming. Flood is coming. Hallelujah. Flood is coming to God's people. We had amazing Friday night fire last Friday. The only reason that this is not going to take the airwaves of the whole world is because we could only perform Friday night fire at the level of our currency. It was not the level of our gifting. Are you following what I'm saying? Currency gives our cause a microphone. Currency causes us to dominate other, other, other agendas. Agendas that come to Africa from the West, the only reason they come to us is because the currency comes from somewhere else. Currency is shifting now. Justice and righteousness is coming back to the house of God, to build the house of God. So that justice and righteousness, the kingdom of God's foundation, 
Some of you don't have a Joshua and Caleb spirit this morning. You're saying, give me my retirement package. Take your retirement package and put it on the side and say, give me not just my mountain. Give me the ends of the earth. Give me the nations. Flood the earth with the news that this testimony of God's grace, hallelujah, is no longer something we are ashamed of. Do you know some of us are ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ? The only reason that we are ashamed is because the currency is flowing against us. Yeah? When you talk Jesus, you will be persecuted. It's not the message that's wrong. It's the currency that's wrong. We are coming to a time now where now anyone who speaks against the name of Jesus, against the justice of God, against the love of God, it will be out of fashion. It will be no longer popular. But this will happen with the shift in currency. I repeat, this will happen because of a shift in currency. The reason, should I say it? I don't want to be political, but I found President Donald Trump to be quite a fascinating experiment in politics. What we are learning is that when you come into a presidential office, you have to be very careful about what you say and how you say it. But the reason you are careful is because you fund your presidency. Your presidency is funded by specific donors who have paid you to tie your mouth to say this and that and no other. My question today, church, is, I mean, I'm not agreeing with policy. Don't get me wrong, or hairstyle or anything. But what I'm saying is, who paid for President Trump to be there? Thank you. So he says as he wished, and no one can stop him because he owes no man nothing. He paid for himself. And, you know, he said the most outlandish, crazy things. Am I right about it? I mean, we're living in the most ridiculous, amazing times. But there's a lesson behind the madness. Eh? Have you noticed that nobody has been able to stop him? They've talked about stopping, but the current is flowing against the opposition. (laughs) Every night. You you go home and watch your news. Every night. In fact, in our home, we just, instead of watching comedy shows. (laughs) The man is saying whatever he wants, doing whatever he wants. He has no, I mean, you could go down the list of how crazy... And no one is stopping him. Why? Because he paid the bill. The currency came from him. Now there's a little bit help from here and there. But he's driving the, 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 he's leading the show. Don't be mistaken. That's why he can tweet and they say it's a bad tweet and he'll tweet again. <laughs> and he keeps going because he's, he's controlling the flow. Are you seeing what I'm saying? There's a lesson. See, the Bible, has, the, uh, God has given us the vision, redeeming nations in righteousness. We cannot redeem nations in right, righteousness with a great message. To redeem nations in righteousness, we need a great currency. We need a great currency. And the only reason I'm preaching this message now is because God released this thing now. I know it's the time, by the way, of the Spirit of God. The Bible says, Daniel was living, remember I said, uh, Jeremiah prophesied 70 years from now, hmm, the captivity will be broken and you will come back and possess your land. That's what uh, Jeremiah said. When did he say that? 70 years from now. At the end of 70 years, according to the word of the Lord, eh, the king Cyrus got a shift in his heart. He says, What about the house of God? It wasn't the king. The king was obeying the word of the Lord that came from the mouth of the servant of God. And today I am declaring a prophecy in the spirit of Jeremiah. The flood is coming. The flood is coming. How do you know? 
I just smell by the Spirit of God. You can't explain when it's time, it's time. Flood is coming. Hallelujah. I said flood is coming. In fact, the reason I know flood is coming is because the water is receding. You know, before tsunami comes, before tsunami comes, you know what tsunami is? It's not Japanese food. Tsunami, it's a huge wave that comes on the ocean and it just completely floods everything. And many times maps are redrawn (laughs) after tsunami comes because things have changed around here. We thought we were in charge, but no, sir. Tsunami is in charge. Yes, sir. You want to come here? We'll just move over here and build our... Now, this is the thing about tsunami. When tsunami hits, before it hits, all of the water in the ocean, it goes out way out beyond the tide. In fact, sometimes even leaving the place dry. And it seems like everything is going away, but things are not going away. This happened in Indonesia a few years ago. Um, the, 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 the water just receded suddenly and all of the tourists, they thought this was so funny. They went taking pictures in the sand. The ocean used to be here. Selfie. Hey, hey. Okay. Foolish. Tourists. They don't know. They don't live there. But the residents of those towns, they know what's going on. If the water is receding like that, you better run. Why are you running the water? No. When the water goes... It's only a sign that the water is coming back with great force. Tsunami level force. That's what tsunami is. One of the reasons I know the flood is about to come is because I've seen the water receding. The currency has been low. Don't turn to your neighbor. I know what's going on in the business climate around this city. I know many of your stories. I'm even praying with many of you. We know what's going on. There's a currency problem. And it's not because we're bad We've been serving God. We've been faithful. We've been serving. And all of a sudden, currency is low. I have a a message from the Lord for somebody. Right now is the time to start running. Prepare. Because the, the... I said prepare because the flood is coming. I only know this by the Spirit of God. Take me at my word. The flood is coming. I like the Amarinya. It says, come on, somebody turn to your neighbor and say, I am not hyping you up. This is what I've heard from the Spirit of God. No more praising God in a good service in Egypt. That's not why God called us. We are not creating good principles. We are here with breaking news from heaven. The flood is coming. The tsunami is coming. I encourage some of you to open a bank account because you're going to need an extra bank account. You're going to need to make some room. Because God's kingdom is the kingdom above all kingdoms. They asked Jesus, how do we pray? Pray, he said, pray when we get to heaven someday. May we have a beautiful house by the river of life in the sweet by and by. The devil is a lie. Jesus said, pray thy kingdom. Thy will be On earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. May the Lord bring that shift even now. Currency. So that when we say, see, if we don't have the currency, we do a lot of work. Because we're fighting, preaching, running, sharing. And we're not making any progress. But if we have the currency, we don't even have to work hard. We just give a little decree, just like Cyrus did. The currency is now going this way. In Jesus' name. Somebody is going to get blessed in here. Somebody is going to fund the kingdom. Fund the gospel of God's grace. Fund the good news of the gospel of God's grace. Hallelujah. This building, you know what I found is interesting. This building is about halfway done. 
And we've done a good job. But if you've noticed, the last few weeks has kind of been just standing there. It's now like becoming an antique museum. I'm tired of seeing this place as an antique museum. But you know, I found out that we're right on schedule. Because when I read the Bible, when they rebuilt the, the temple, Zerubbabel, by the way, by the way, by the way, when they built, they started building, there was great enthusiasm, but then halfway, the, the uh, what's they called, Tobia, Tobia and Sanbalat, they frustrated the building. And the Bible says the building stopped. It says, man, we're just walking in scripture. But then one day, the enemies of the Jews rose up and they brought a, a complaint, King Darius. It says, King Darius, these people are, are building the temple of God. And they're building and they're working hard, but these are a rebellious people. They're not doing this in accordance with good faith. And the king was about to stop and completely destroy everything. There was a, a stoppage. And then the king said, let us study the ancient archives and see what was done as pertaining to this temple. And he, when he read the archives, he saw in the first year of King Cyrus, an issue from the king was issued to build the temple of God. And the resources would come from the kingdom, the, 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 the kingdom itself. So he put that down. He says, I issue a second decree. Praise the Lord. We're going to fin finish this building with a second decree. Amen. This building, we've worked hard to bring this this far. Some of you have given sacrificially. From now on, the flood is going to take care of the rest. Amen. Flood is different. Flood is a matter of timing. We, we, don't get me wrong. We're not going to be lazy. Okay, um, uh, we still believe in, in sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. We believe in working hard and eating our bread. Being faithful with God has given us. All right, and we believe that. But what's coming now, it's not according to our sowing and reaping. This is a matter of timing. Uh, God has spoken. It's time flood is coming. Whew. Flood is coming. It's just time. How did, how did, you know, the children of Israel when they were in Egypt, what did they sow to take the plunder of Egypt? Absolutely nothing. It was just time. The children of Israel were scattered in Babylon as plunder of war. Huh? What did they sow to get resources to go back and build something? Nothing. It was just time. I have a word for somebody today. It's not because you got it together. It's not because you are so smart. It's because it's time. It's time. It's time for flood. It is time for God's kingdom to get the gas that it needs. It is time. We're not only going to build this building. We're going to build this whole region. Yeah? There will be a district to the glory of God. Where Friday night fire will not only be an event in the church. It will be an event in the continent. It will be an event in the world. Where the greatest of the greatest gifts will be released to cause the greatest good to bring transfer. Are you following what I'm saying? We have everything we need. All we are needing is some currency. Amen. Only if you agree with the preacher today, stand on your feet. Flood is coming. Flood is coming. Flood is coming. I declare we have to have a fight in our spirit a little bit. We've been 
in the midst of this 21 days of, of prayer, fasting, and worship. We'll pick up again tomorrow. But uh, if you can join us at TK Building every evening, 5.30 to 7. By the end of this 21 days, I declare that we will experience something that we have not even experienced before. We're not repeating the cycle what we need. But God says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. I don't think we understand what it looks like on this level. It is time. The flood is coming. I said the flood is coming. If you say amen, I want you to give God a praise. I want you to give God a shout. Praise his name. For he is good. It's happening now. There's something happening in your praise. Don't praise like you're in Egypt. Praise like you're coming out of Egypt. No more revival service in Egypt. Currency comes back to the people of God. Currency comes back to the house of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says, and we don't hate anybody. We're not mad at anybody. We have only one enemy and that's the devil. But the Bible says that the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the just. That means if it's not in our hands yet, it means it's being stored up. And when it's being stored up, it means that there will come a time when there's a transfer. And the transfer will bring the currency into the just cause. I declare this building will be finished with a flood. Your issue will be dealt with with a flood. Your vision will be fulfilled with the flood. Some of you understand what I mean. You're not living for yourselves. You're not living for your retirement. You're living for God. You're living for God's assignment. Your vision will get a flood. Hallelujah. There is a shift coming in the currency. I say this by the Spirit of God. I'm not just doing hype stuff here. I feel I've heard it from the Spirit. Some of you will understand. We work hard, we give hard, we believe hard. But this is not attached to that. This is its time. I declare in the heavens it's time. I declare for God's people it's time. I declare a shift has come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I had a picture of David and Goliath. Maybe you can leave with that picture. I forgot it in the early, earlier service. It kind of got, this is the kind of spirit we, we need to have. As long as Goliath is there, boasting and taunting the people of God, we have no song to sing. The Bible says they ran out every day with the battle cry. Hallelujah. No more singing. No more shouting. I like this picture. It's like, who's the big one and who's the small one? When I preach this kind of message, I'm preaching kind of like the small going after the big. But you know what happens with this story. I want you to leave with this in your spirit. Hmm? We're going after the Pharaoh. We're going after the kingdoms of this world. We bring the flood back to the house of God. No more begging and pleading for loans and help and assistance. No, no, no. The one, that there was a saying Ton taught me one time. It's just known. It's a Dutch saying. The one who pays the bills makes the rules. Since we're not paying the bills in Africa. I prophesy today. Flood is coming. God's agenda for God's people, for God's nation and kingdoms. Amen. Let that shift come. We're, we're pushing through these 21 days. If you can join us, join us every evening. If not, pray wherever you are. If, and let's just rein this thing in, binding and loosing, releasing and just setting things up so that we can receive that flood. Can I get an amen? amen. Praise the Lord.